It's episode 99 of this show. That's a shame podcast and I'm your host. With the most. My name is Nick and I'm a dick. I talk into cameras and microphones in hopes that one day you'll come to shows. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. 99th time I'm doing this and I'm happy to be doing this for the almost 100th time. Um... Once again, it's a, a little late. I'm an unreliable podcaster. It's kind of just, you know, it'll come out when it come out comes out. I promise to try to not go, you know, over two weeks in between each episode. But it's just, I don't. I, it's really hard when you don't have your own space. And hopefully, I'll I'll, 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 I'll have my own space because this the property is getting close. We're underway here. We got the architect drawing up plans, getting ready to fucking do the demo. I mean. The amount of fucking approval that you need from the town in which you bought property to do a thing that you owned is just one of the more fucking frustrating, illogical, blood-boiling things that exists on the planet. To own land and, and to have to continue to get the approval of other people who have nothing to do with your fuck. I mean, I bought this property, but sir, sir, can I... Can I do the things I want to do to it? May I? Do you? Do you approve of it, sir? Fuck off. If I want to fucking build an extra closet, mudroom, bathroom on the land that I own, I'll do it. Fuck the town. Fuck the city. Fuck the state. Get out of my business. I own 40, la- 40 acres of land. And if I want to put another fucking toilet that takes up three and a half square feet of said land, you think you're going to fucking tell me no? Oh, it makes me so mad that we can't just do exactly what we want. Paying taxes, paying money for land you already own. Bullshit. I owned it. It's mine. And then if you make... So what happens is we have taxes. In case any of you out there is fucking dumb as I am. You have taxes that you pay on the thing that you own. And then if you make the thing nicer, your taxes go up. So if I decide that I want to surround myself with fucking niceties, improve my life, and increase the value of the land that I live on, in turn making Gardner a more desirable place to fucking live, my reward for that is you immediately upcharge me, can't stand it. If you buy a plot of land, that should be the end of it. Unless I'm committing crimes, unless I'm skinning children in the back barn, unless I am orchestrating some sort of race riot, providing a safe haven for evil people to get together and make plans, unless I'm conspiring to put poison in the drinking water of the aqueduct that runs near my property, and provides fresh H2O for the city of New York. Why don't you just leave me the fuck alone? 
It's bad enough. I have no control of anything else that's going on in this goddamn country. I don't even have control of what the fuck I get to do on the land that I purchased. I mean, this we are truly just all fucking slaves. Just consumer slaves that are pushed and convinced that living in a city is a necessary thing. Even though it's just an easier way for them to control us. You got the whole middle of the country wide open. You ever fly? You guys ever fly and look out the window and realize that maybe overpopulation isn't that big of a thing. It's just that we are all living in about 10% of the space that exists. So it feels like it's a thing. But when you fly and you look down, a lot of unused land going on. And I get it. If you fucking, you know, happen to go into cardiac arrest, you're just going to die right there because there's no hospital nearby. If you're going into fucking, you know, you got at, you got a little a little bit of anaphylactic shock taking place. There's no place to go get some Benny. There's no place to go get some drill. Then, yeah, that's trouble. But you got to learn. You learn to forage on your own. You learn to survive on your own. Which is really, I mean, dude, I saw a thing about how I was just fucking bugging out because every day I see Joe Biden tweet something about how we're making progress. Everybody gas prices are down for the third week in a row. We're really doing it. First of all, they're not down. I go to the pump every day. It's the same fucking shit. It's still nearly $5. Fucking blow me, JB. Okay. And everybody up there, it's, it's, it's not going down and there was no reason for it to go up. Have you seen the profits of the oil companies? That took place since this shit skyrocketed. They went from profiting $2 billion to $11 billion. Why? Because there was never a real increase in the price of oil. There was just a war. And they were able to go, hey, there's a war. Let's use it as an excuse to hike up prices even though it's not a thing that needs to happen. And we'll go from hoarding about 70% of the money in circulation to about 90 2 billion to 11 billion is what their profits were at and went to once this shit increased. Just gouging us. Just fucking price, just bending us over the fucking barrel that is and just fucking us with the tip of a gas nozzle. And there's nothing we can do because we are slaves. I just don't know. I just don't understand. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm complaining because this is it's a little bit there. It's a therapeutic to me, but it's it's insane that people just get together and they actually, you know, you know, I get angry for a minute, then I let it go because then I realize there's there's just no unless you, you just need to sit back and relax. Hey, there is no hope. There's no hope for equality. There's no hope for civility. There's no hope for even just common human decency. We're at the mercy of the people who meet. And have gatherings at the center of mountains. And there's nothing we can do about it. We can just tune into the podcast we like to listen to. We can just go to the stand-up shows or the comics that we enjoy. We can eat the food that makes us happy. We can buy dogs that relieve anxiety. And we can have kids. That'll hopefully enrich our lives. But worrying about what the fuck is going on in politics. I mean, it's all a front. Politics is basically just the waste management company of the mafia. 
You could pick it all you want for a new boss to head that waste management company. But guess what? What's going on with the waste management company has got nothing to do with what's going on behind the scenes and what's real and who's really pulling the strings. Just find friends that you like, family that you love, keep your circle tight, and rely on nobody. If you think that there's more than like seven people that you've ever met in your life that truly would be there for you in times of hardship and desperation, you're wrong. I can't wait until this kid is fucking birthed and that I can just exercise the ultimate excuse for never having to do a goddamn thing for the rest of my life. I went to my first house party for the first time in like, I don't know, a year and a half the other day. I am making a commitment right now to never having small talk ever again for the rest of my fucking life. It is disgusting and nauseating. If I'm forced to go to another party I don't want to go, I'm going to fucking say some outlandish shit. I'm going to walk up to somebody. If somebody comes up to me and they want to start talking to me and they bring up the fucking weather or they want to talk to me about a business that they're getting into, I'm just going to be like, is there a chance Kanye and Kyrie are right about all this? Are black people the original Jews? I was at this party. I was there for maybe an hour and a half. I had five conversations. I am more exhausted after having conversations with people that I don't want to talk to than after an hour of intense exercise. And not only do I have to have conversations with people that I don't want to have conversations with, but the music is so loud that... The only thing worse than having conversations with people that I don't want to have conversations with is having to yell the fake fucking platitudes over the music that is far too loud for this 500 square foot apartment. I'm saying words to these people that I barely have enough energy to whisper to and now I got to scream it to them like I'm at a nightclub on a Saturday night. So now not only are you robbing me of my time, my energy and voice is drained as well. I'm realizing this about myself. There are, there are truly, there are like 15 people on planet earth that I am comfortable saying what I truly want to say in the present moment in response to whatever we're talking about or whatever's going on around us. Every other conversation interaction I have is just me saying what I think I should be saying in order to not offend this person, to keep them on my good side, to come off like a fucking, I guess, you know, a civilized human being. Conversations to me are boring as shit unless I'm fucking saying the worst possible thing in that moment. People in my life want to talk seriously about Kanye and how terrifying this is for Jews because this is how it all started back in the day. Talk about the influence that they have, how powerful they are. Then you take them and put them, put them in camps to suppress them from being able to do that. And I just want to be like, yeah, but did you see that clip where he was like, I was at the doctor and I'm not going to say, you know, I can't say what kind of doctor it is because I'm just, I'm not supposed to say it. He was a Jewish doctor. That's the funniest. That's one of the funnier clips that's ever fucking circled the internet since it came out. Michael Scott level comedic timing. 
He was a Jewish doctor. I can't say it, but he was a Jewish doctor. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. I honestly have no idea what the fuck's going on with the whole Kanye Kyrie thing. I don't, you know, I haven't watched the documentary. I don't know how anti-Semitic it is. I don't know what it's about. I don't know what the argument is for, you know, black people being the original Jews is what I'm hearing. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it because you got Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal calling Kyrie Irving an idiot. You got Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. Two people who are maybe the best at what they do, championing championing this thing aggressively. You got black people on Twitter defending what they're saying. You got David Stern, I mean, not David Stern, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, not fining or suspending Kyrie whatsoever. Even though last year, uh, Leonard Miles or Miles Myers, some NBA player, white dude, Portland Trailblazers, was on Call of Duty. He said some anti-Semitic shit. Might have said uh, the K word. And he got fined, suspended, cut from the team, hasn't stepped foot on an NBA court since. You know, black people talking about how Jewish people don't treat them properly. Obviously, there's history of Jewish people, you know, ripping off a ton of black people in the music industry with record labels and record deals. Um, but I'm pretty sure that black people owned uh, Jewish slaves back in the day of Egypt. Is that, isn't that a thing? So you maybe know... A little tit-for-tat action there. Maybe we cancel each other out and we agree to just get along. The whole thing could be copacetic. I don't know. I'm not smart. I wish I was a person who could just see, oh, this is trending on Twitter. I have a fucking intelligent take on it immediately because of the knowledge, the plethora and wealth and dearth of knowledge that I have for what's going on in the world. But I don't have that. I don't possess it. Maybe I need to read more. Every fucking week, once a week, I tell myself... I need to read more. And the problem that I have with that is that I always want to do the best of the best thing. I always read reviews. I look at ratings, rankings, because I don't like to waste my time. If I'm going to commit my time to something, I want to make sure it's fucking worth it. And then when I think about reading books, I go to read, all right, what are the best books to read? What should I begin with? And the amount of books that exist in the world is fucking infinite. So I start to dive down the rabbit hole of where I should begin. I get overwhelmed and then I go, you know what? I'll figure it out later. And then 30 years go by and I can name like four presidents. I don't know how the economy or stocks work. I'm about to have a child. And honestly, I'm not even really sure how to mail things. So I don't know. If you guys could DM me books that have maybe changed your life for the better... You feel were beneficial to your existence on this planet? DM me right in. I need them. I need the suggestions. Uh, I want to play this video, dude. There is... This shit made me laugh. The natural ability of some people to just be so funny without even attempting to be. It's just who... I'm envious of people who can do it. This is just a fucking young, I guess, black woman who's filming herself in a car, I guess. I don't know. And I don't know what 
the context of this is, but it's like, it's the creativity that black people have with, with, within which they fucking speak, the dialogue that they come up with, the attitude, the swagger, it all just culminates in an elite comedy. Cat Williams has it. Chris Rock has it. Kevin Hart even. But this woman might be king of them all. And, um, I could suck dick. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm 20. I, I can suck a dick. Like, that's nothing. That's nothing. I'm a grown-ass woman. I know, how to, I know how to please a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to suck a dick. That's nothing to me. And, um, that's nothing. That's nothing to me. I wish I could walk around. You know how much, you know how much more excited I would be to talk to people at a fucking shitty party if I could say shit? Like, that's nothing. If I could just have... That's why black people have so much fun when they're fucking out in public with each other fucking around. Because it's fun to talk the way that they talk. It's not fun to talk the way that I talk. Hi, Bob. How are you today? Oh, I'm great, Nick. What's going on with you? How's your wife's pregnancy? Is everything going smoothly? Is it all copacetic? It's much funner to walk around. I could please a dude. That's nothing. I could suck a dick. That's nothing. I can't interject that type of energy into the conversations I have because it doesn't match the dialogue that I expel. That's nothing. And, um, I could suck dick. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm 20. I can, I can suck a dick. Like, that's nothing. That's nothing. I'm a grown man. That's nothing. God damn, that's incredible. All right, let me get the hell out of here. Um, I appreciate you guys. Rate and review the podcast if you have not. Tell your friends about it. Tell them to tune in. Um, fill out the contact form. Let me know what city you're at. I'm trying to uh, keep constructing this shit on my own because nobody seems to want to get involved and make a little bit of money. Everything, that's the thing I'm realizing. You got you to gotta fucking do everything once and prove to these people that it fucking works and it's lucrative before they're like, all right, I'll get in on it. I'll take a chance when there's no risk involved whatsoever. And honestly, you know, honestly, I get it. Fuck it. But uh, yeah, fill that thing out. Um, And I appreciate you guys being with me, sticking with me, sharing my shit, helping to get out there and uh, helping me expand the Nick Alex comedy brand. Stay safe. Take care. Adios. Thank you.